This is Channel 253 Sports. In 2004, 30 years after the birth of the Seattle Sounders, a crack podcasting unit was sent to prison by a federal court for a crime they didn't commit. These men and women promptly, well, eventually, escaped from a minimum security luxury prison camp to the Tacoma Underground. Today, still wanted by the Timbers Army for dropping trial in front of Jeldwin, they survive as supporters of fortune. If you need a hot take, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the Flounders B Team. Hey everybody, this is Steve and you're listening to the Flounders B Team Podcast. How is everybody doing today? We are recording on June 13th, 2019, the day after the 2019 Open Cup competition at Cheney Stadium between your Seattle Sounders and the Portland Timbers, result of which we will discuss very shortly. Nobody here is too happy about it, but uh, let's talk about who's in the room. To my left, the perennial co-host... He of the polo shirts. Oh, didn't I introduce him? Oh, I'm Tim Hamilton. Let's move on. Right. <laughs> and next in line, of course, Mr. Man himself. I'm Nate. Hello, Nate from Tacoma. How are you doing, buddy? Uh, I wish that I didn't watch my soccer team I care about lose to a team that I despised last night. I think that uh, goes for four of us. And number four. Hey, Ham. How hey, you doing? Ham. I'm, I'm trying to smile, but... Man, there's a lot to smile about. There, there is, but Jesus Christ, just the state of the Sounders organization right now is just. Uh. There, there, there are some interesting, interesting things going on, and and I think uh, uh, what happened last night is a symptom of of several issues and things that we'd like. We have questions, right? And uh, we we'd like to address them in this forum. So first off, we can start with some really interesting news. Uh, talking about the Women's World Cup and uh, the thirteen nil, thirteen. I believe they just scored again. <laughs> they scored again. I don't know how just they now, did it, yeah. but Megan Rapino just <laughs> scored another goal. It was it was in flight and it just landed in the net. Wow. Uh, yeah, thirteen nil against Thailand uh, day before yesterday. Is that right? Yes, sir. Yep. Uh, and that was. An, an absolute barn burner of a match. Never seen anything like that, literally. Um, several records were set and uh, several records, uh, well, both in, in play of soccer and the speed at which uh, a professional team was um, uh, was uh, lambasted. Put through a table. Huh? Put through a table. Put, right, put through a table for, for um, being professionals and playing the fucking game. You know, it's funny because, look, I get the World Cup. The men's World Cup is get, gets a lot more attention than the women's World Cup. Yep. But I've never seen so many people have these hot takes about <laughs> women's soccer. <laughs> like, the View audience had a take on this, which... What what, what was that? What, was, was, what were those takes? Do you think they scored? They, they were celebrating too much. Do you think that it got? You think they were getting out of hand? Oh, that wasn't that wasn't just the view. That was basically fifty percent of the online. It was sports. it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys saw the video from the CBC or I think it's CTV uh, Women's World Cup broadcasting crew. Basically, all Canadians, former mm-hmm. uh, former Canadian national team members, they're talking about oh, this one 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 woman said that she felt that it was. In her words, unacceptable for the way that Megan Rapinoe was celebrating. Yeah, was it a weird celebration? Sure. But guess what? It This is professional sports. Rapinoe gets to do what Rapinoe gets to do. 
Yeah, I yeah. think one. I don't know what this if the, she does different celebrations. I don't know what it was, but I, I'm okay with it. Yeah, if you don't like the idea of the U.S. women beating Thailand thirteen to nothing, then Thailand should defend better. Yeah, it is not my job to they stop. They start me. off. It I is mean, your job to stop. They me. start off defending pretty well. Yeah. Their keeper has the smallest hands in the universe. I think those gloves like couldn't catch anything. Listen, like. Uh, if I was a fan of the Thai national team, I'd be upset. <laughs> but I'm not a fan of the Thai national team. And so I'm not going to sit here look at my own team and be like, wow, you shouldn't score goals in the World Cup. Like, go score goals. The men can't. You might as well do it for them. Mm-hmm. And, and people forget, it could actually get worse, what, Saturday, Sunday, when they play Chile, who was in their very first Women's World Cup? Also, is is or is not goal differential one of the tiebreakers? It absolutely the is. First one. So then shut up. That's like the only point. Yep. The like, only point you need to make. Like, who cares? <clears throat> We saw Germany absolutely murder Brazil in, what, 2014? Listen, like, it's the World Cup. Uh, Thailand qualified. They're in yeah. the group with the Americans. Uh, would Is it unfortunate the Thai gave, gave 13 goals? Like, yeah, it's definitely unfortunate. But, like, those are the bricks, and hopefully the Thai team is, is better in four years. True, for sure. Uh, what's more insulting? You know, dribbling to the the touchline, trapping it, and then just kind of wandering off. Like, right. hey, I could have scored, but I think less of you. No. Right. Hey, so, if I'm going to die, I'm going to die in a blaze of glory. You stick it in there, you twist it, and then let's let's end this thing. And right. don't don't just play with me. I recorded an episode with Susie Rance and with Jake from the... Uh, State Farm? No. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, I knew he was going to say it. Jake from the Rain Support Group. Um about the Women's World Cup, and one of the things we talked about is an analogy that from the inception of the Women's World Cup through now-ish, uh, the U.S. has been like the dream team equivalent. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Yeah, and, I made that. No, you weren't there. But and I mean, and what has happened is like the, the, the world has closed the gap. Uh, like the dream team went out and they laid the wood to folks, and the world closed the gap, and like Thailand needs to get better. Yeah, well, that, and if you, think, if, if you think about the dream team, because I was talking about this with somebody a few days ago, yeah, they were beating teams by sixty points, but nobody. Yeah, but 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 like when they beat Angola, players are taking pictures with the guys after the game. Mm-hmm. Like well, that's the same. And right after this, game, Alex Morgan, yeah. the yep. girls, all the, the 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 women's team went over to Thailand. Thailand or the Thai team. I don't know if it's say they the went. Thai over, team. They, they went the over the Thai, Thai team. team. It's going to tongue tie me. So they went over <laughs> and they embraced, and everyone hugged everyone. And it was one of those right. things like, okay, we understand this was a whooping, but you'll get there. It was yeah. a heart to heart. You will get there. Just keep trying. Right. Mm-hmm. I would also take a photo with Alex Morgan with a chance. Just saying. Absolutely, absolutely. And th- I mean, those those women, the Thai women, were were half of them were smiling walking off the field. They had a they had a game. Right. Right. And, and, and if, we're in the world. They were taken Cup. seriously. They weren't treated like kids. Wait, nobody's yelled, you play to win the game yet? Cause that's, oh, I, I got so many gifts on that okay. after sharing that video of the uh, can- Canadian broadcast complaining. But my, my question is, if France does this, because France, I believe they're going to play like somebody who's like 100 in the world or something. So, Well, they had Fran- a rough day yesterday, by the way. Yeah, they, <laughs> anyway. they absolutely did. But like, if France is doing this or if Germany is doing this, are, are we even caring? It's like, oh, you're supposed to do that. Let's just see what happens when Canada plays somebody. Are they gonna? Are they gonna like? No, no, one's one's fine. One's fine. Oh, yeah. sorry, I scored two. So sorry, <laughs> Alexi Alexi Lawless had a had a, a a better follow up take than the other one. Uh, sorry, that he had the, sorry, the, wait, exactly. Say, I know. Yeah, no. Uh, don't but, do this. No, wait, but uh, you know the, okay. the point is that Gingers you know people too. Uh, if you if you're if you're pissed at the U.S. about anything, you're punching up right, and you're gonna try to bloody the nose of the biggest guy on the block 
can we actually pivot to the rest of the World Cup? Yeah. I, I feel like we all agree on this. No, part. No, 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 I, no, I think one we do. more thing. <laughs> one more thing. In any other sport, you you are encouraged. In college football, yeah. You you'll see you'll see the Bamas, you'll see the Ohio States playing, you know, community colleges State. and shooting for a hundred. I mean, they're trying to get triple digits. Yeah. And nobody bats an eye. So yeah, I mean it's it, it, haters gonna hate. Shut your face. I like that. So the rest of the World Cup has also been pretty entertaining. Um, yesterday, a uh, highlight for me was watching the uh, the France-Norway match, uh, wherein uh, France scores one and then within 10 minutes or, sc- or so scores an own goal, um, yeah. which evens it out, levels it out. And then uh, a little bit later in the match, obviously, you know, France uh, uh, France pulls it out. But that was a really interesting match to watch because both teams were absolutely high caliber. Fantastic to watch. Has anybody else watched any matches? Yeah. You guys are just looking at me. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, today, uh, Brazil and... Australia. Australia. I mean, the, are they called the Matildas? Yeah. The Matildas, okay. yeah. Because I, I just watched... Brazil goes up on a PK, mm-hmm. uh, sends a keeper the wrong way, um, and then basically there's... Uh, uh, how was it? Right before half... Or to start the second half. Uh, yeah, it was to start the second half. Um, there's a Schross. There's a ball that's played into the edge of the six. It's on frame, and the keeper is basically trying to Pause. read the deflection. Steve looks confused. What's a Schross? Shot a cross. short cross. Oh, okay. Okay. Shot cross. Shot cross. Okay. That's, <laughs> you can that's, see the what the hell on his face. It's mostly an accident. <laughs> I know but if it goes in, before. I meant to do it. That's, that's what that is. Like That was a cross, but if it goes in, I meant to do it. So, okay, uh, the ball's coming from, you know, from... Right to left, and it's going to the back post, but the keeper's it, keeper's frozen. She has to read the deflection because there's a defender and attacker right at the near post. Nobody touches the ball, mm-hmm. and then by the time it gets deep enough that she has to make a play, obviously she's late to see in it, and it goes. So basically, a, a what should have been picked off or deflected in was just you know, and we've even the Sounders have done that. I think Nico had one last year that was just kind of a a floater back post that nobody got to, and went through traffic does that match shake your confidence in france as a team at all the brazil match just i'm, I'm thinking about the matches the like two oh, the, the, yeah, the yeah. norway yeah um no because i i feel like everybody's gonna have one of those yeah along the way just at some point in group play because the fact that the world is collectively catching up and as they're collectively catching up you're gonna see teams of uh, maybe the same caliber at some point you know, it's just not going to be just United States and everybody else just, you know, has this big Royal Rumble. Well, so. yeah. And, and on that play for the own goal, it was kind of an error. I mean, you don't want to be facing goal when you're trying to clear the ball away from the goal. But, Fam, I mean, she was. You, you saw Kansas City, right? Well, oh, no, no. Sorry. That wasn't Kansas City. It was, <laughs> the next, it was Dallas. Dallas. Yeah. Dallas. Okay. Yeah. No, no, that was <laughs> also just a Sam <laughs> Kerr telling t- tell, telling critics to suck on it. Yeah, I, I am. I am a fan now. And it's even better in the Aussie accent. I <laughs> I love it when people talk smack. I don't get to hear. I hear you know enough British and Scott Scott J offs. You know, listening to. ESPN. These women though are just absolutely amazing in ev- in all of these teams. They are just absolutely fantastic. Their personalities are are larger than life. Um, Alexi Lawless looks like a, a buffoon next to like Alex Morgan. That and sentence was too long. Yeah, full stop. <laughs> <laughs> Alexi like, Lawless looks like, like a, buffoon. a buffoon. Full stop. <laughs> We're gonna back that like, up. Like 
We'll okay, yeah, no offense to Alexa. Actually, this yes. might be offense to All Alexi. Offense. That's All right. Uh, <laughs> Alexi, I, I feel like anybody who was on the 98 U.S. World Cup team, Ooh. I'm not saying that they shouldn't Ooh. talk about soccer. <laughs> we'll spill that tea. Spill but, that tea. I mean... Well, I think he's blocked me on Twitter. <laughs> oh, yeah, so uh, yeah. Like it, it, it was kind of like a. We all have, it, it by the way. Funny. <laughs> like I don't think he blocked me intentionally. I think it was one mm-hmm. of those I co-signed somebody else's tweet, and it was like, oh hey, and he's just like, oh, fuck well, all of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. San Jose blocks anybody with the EBFG hashtag. <laughs> Apparently. Put your shirt on. Put your shirt on. Put your but, shirt hey, on, ch- San Jose. Cheers to Norway for. For playing without probably the best athlete in 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 women's football, yeah, that was a match. Does somebody want to talk about that? Because I'm not sure the audience knows that. Like, basically, there's a player from Norway who's on strike personally during the World Cup. The the I mean, if this, I, I I'm treading so lightly trying I didn't not know that. to compare men's football and women's football. Right, right, but right. if you if you're you know if you're just picking up for the first time at home, uh, I, I can't even remember her name. You're looking it up, but essentially the you know, women's football, you know. Player of the year is abstaining from playing for Norway because of equal treatment and I don't know if it's sexism. Fair I'm pay. Getting, I'm getting everything all. Yeah, her name's Ada Hagerberg, and uh, I wouldn't have been able to get that anyway. No, I, that look, I looked it up for sure. What you were talking, but like, yeah, she's basically uh, says that they're being deprived of their fair wages, and she's sitting there woke up out. So I hey. mean, I. Cheers Props to Norway, to and yeah. she's the winner of the balloon, balloon, sorry, balloon, balloon d'or. d'or. Yeah, like she's the, like she's literally. The world player of the year, and she's like, "Nah, fam, I'm good." Yeah, she also during her acceptance speech, whoever the presenter was was like snarky and said, "Are you going to twerk or some fucking shit?" Oh. Like, come on, can you just not? What, what was that in 2015 when I don't know if it was Seth Bladder or the guy who took over after him had like some comments about That's probably the players. Bladder. One take, you know, uh, one take that I I had uh, from watching this coverage. I've watched uh, about half a dozen of these these matches because I've been working from home this week. It's been really cool. And one thing that I have noticed is that the commentators seem to use women's first names a hell of a lot more in this coverage in this World Cup. Uh, and I, I can't compare it to other women's World Cups, but uh, compared to last year's men's World Cup, I'm hearing a lot more like first names and and just more familiar references to women. Could which that be? Seems to be it's it seems a little less respectful. One of the things I think is true is that the U.S. team is the oldest team in the tournament mm-hmm. and there's, there's a level of familiarity with the women and oh. so we're talking about megan we know who that is we're talking about uh alex morgan we know who that is right like the so we're referring we're fl- referring to established players where with the men's world cup team uh the u.s <laughs> who, who? yeah well let oh. me go by i gotta read the back of his jersey <laughs> yeah so f- actually fact with the u.s national team because it's influx and awful uh there's actually less familiarity like uh nick de Leon is apparently going to get some run in the world cup or Alex, I, I, right. And so the, the, the women players are actually more familiar to American soccer culture than the established men players. But for example, mm-hmm. who is the starting defensive midfielder for the U S national team right now? Bradley. Oh, Bradley geez. Adams. Okay. So Bradley, right. Tyler Adams and will trap kind of are, mm-hmm. are, are the trio, right? Uh, Bradley has been on the scene for a, a decade, right? Mm-hmm. But trap, it plays in Columbus and is only known to MLS fans. And, uh, 
Tyler Adams basically made his debut but, in Germany last year and is like 11 years old. So we don't teenager. call them Tyler and we don't call them... Because we don't know who they are, right? Like, we know who Bradley is. No, and we know who Will Trapp no, is. But this is the point, though, is, is that the, the women players are more established, so we're referring to them because they actually we actually know and give a shit about their names. Now, are you are you insinuating that there's some sexism? or I'm insinuating uh, there may be some sexism, and I want to watch more games and see how that uh, that that relates to other teams as well. I think there is uh, not sexism. just the U.S. men's team. I think there's or lots US of sexism team. in the treatment of women's soccer, mm-hmm. and I think there's sexism in the World Cup broadcast. But <clears> I think <throat> what you're describing right now ain't the sexism that is the issue. Well, I was going to say because from it, what from what I've kind of gathered mm-hmm. and, and watching the World Cup coverage. I won't watch the pre-match or the or, or the or the halftime shows because, like, I like Rob Stone. All respect to the dude, but there is a bit of a. I don't really care about this as much. I don't know if you guys have noticed that out of Rob Stone, like he'll he'll be very like okay, yeah, it's like he'll kind of just he'll maybe defer to the women a little too much. That's a bigger issue for me. Yeah. Yeah, he'll he'll defer to the women a little too much, and I get you want to you want their opinion on it, but it's kind of like if if Alexi's on the set, then he and him will kind of go back and forth. Oh, yeah. He'll be the beta in yeah. that. Yeah, there's an alpha and a beta. He he does kind of. He was the first one to say, eh, "I really wish they wouldn't have done that." As far as either yeah. run up the score or celebrate, right, right, he was, right. He was apologetic almost. Canadian, I'm, maybe he's Canadian. You know, I, I, it doesn't escape Sorry. me that we're four men talking about uh, sexism and women's soccer around this table. Which I feel like we're is, woke is enough to do it. Good, we're trying to add. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying that. We just didn't have the opportunity to grab anybody. But you know, did you have to say grab? I'm offended. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Let's start over. Let hey, see this is Steve Kelvin <laughs> with the Pirate B team. Oh, I got a binder over there. Ah, uh, uh, okay. Twenty twelve is here. Twenty twelve. Oh, Actually, it's a simpler time if it we're keeping it real. Simpler time. <laughs> I'm gonna keep drinking. I'm so naive. Okay, so moving on to um, defiance and rain. Well, hey, no, are we done oh, with? Well, what what else do we want to talk about with World Cup? I'm sorry. Are you going to record before you depart for France? I think we can do one more before we do, okay. and uh, we can do another, you know, another week of coverage and see how that uh, see how that went um, next week, and we can dip to the next uh, next section. But unless there's any other any other matches in this qualifying round, um, honestly, I just kind of want to see how everything shakes shakes out as far as the knockout round goes. Because you know, unlike the men, where the top two teams go, we know the top two teams are going to go. From each of the women's groups, about those third place games. Because yeah, there's a, it's a smaller field. Yeah, right? a smaller field. They don't have 32. Well, yeah. shit. What are we at? 48 now? No, they aren't going to go to 48 until, until 2026. Right? South Africa, China today was kind of wild too. Yeah, that. So, 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 so it's games like that. So, like you know, usually, okay, we think South Africa's out of it, but they they technically aren't. So everybody's got something to play for. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I plug actually? Sure. So on Monday, I'll be dropping an episode of Nerf Armor with Susie Rance and Jake from the Royal Guard. Mm-hmm. And we talk about the entire group stage and they make predictions about who's going to go through. And Susie is like the preeminent women's soccer expert in the region. And she was dope, dope, dope in studio. Right on. We should get her on the uh, Flounder's Beat team show. from time to time. She has her own show, right? She uh, does. Coffee and Val. Val- Coffrey and Valkyries on the uh, Sounder at Heart podcast right. network. Oh, I did not know that that was a thing. Wow. Shocker. Right on. We'll have to reach out. Hmm. 
Thank you. Ah. Well, uh, and moving on to uh, just kind of the state of defiance, and uh, I want to talk about, yeah, <laughs> maybe we'll start with the rain. They're doing a little bit better, even though some folks are, uh, you know, coming back from uh, from a loan on May 28th. We had... Fishlock. Um, yeah, Fishlock came Fish back. Fish is back. Yep, and and she she's a beast, man. <laughs> okay, now, where, where is she from? Is she... She's, is Wales. She, it is from Wales. She's Welsh. Wales. Now, Wales did not qualify. You are correct. But... We saw Kim Little, and I thought for some reason Kim Scotland. Little, I thought mm-hmm. she was never going to be able to play in a World Cup, but apparently she played the other day. Now, and she Scotland bald. Is it because? Is it because like all the, the United Kingdom are their own? Is there a North yep. Ireland or a Republic? Yes, or there is a North. Yeah, Scott, Republic okay. of Ireland. They used to play as UK. Was it just the well, Olympics where they rep- exactly? Okay, that's yeah. why so for the Olympics they did yeah. the United Kingdom. But yeah, okay, that's why I'm a little. Confused. And sometimes okay. there are some players, and they kind of do it for the World Cup now. Where it's like, well, I'm like part Scottish, part you know English, and I'll just go ahead and play. For the um, team that's going to the World Cup, right? <laughs> <laughs> we need the, the 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 United States needs to take care of that for the men's side. Just I, I, for sure. what if I we don't? What if we just don't do men's soccer at the national level anymore? Honestly, like I'm, I'm I wouldn't be upset. <laughs> I'm almost there. Uh, like uh, my, don't get me started. Has but there how? ever been a golden age? Uh, <laughs> we absolutely pissed on it. <laughs> well, I mean, sorry, the the Landon Donovan. Demarcus Beasley, Dempsey, you know, yeah. Uh, no, back to, to the, the international game. Like, holy crap! I'm noticing. I'm, I'm seeing players that. Like, Ooh, are they are they playing professionally yet? Like the goalkeeper for for Jamaica is mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. is a 19 year old. Holy crap! She had the half of her. I mean, it didn't end well once the 90 minutes were right. up. But I mean, she stonewalled Jamaica. Well, no, she's for Jamaica. Dang it! Who are they playing? <laughs> England. <laughs> Brazil? I, she, she maybe maybe it must have been Brazil. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She stopped two or three shots. She stopped a penalty, and she was all over the place. I'm like, hey, how's this? She doesn't look Jamaican. I mean, usually this is going to be a tan there, but no, it's just one of those things where she had you know lineage in there, and you, she's college senior in North Carolina, not Chapel Hill, but yeah, one of the other yeah, like East Carolina, Carolina, something like that. But you know, I mean, I'm if I am NWSL, if mm-hmm. I am you know Premier League. Um, Germany, France, like I'm looking at this. Oh, absolutely! And if I'm the NWSL, you want you want to get some star power. You want to keep that league going. And we've talked about the TV deal, Mm -hmm. you know, that's supposed to be coming. But the fact that you can kind of get these guys Mm -hmm. and you can bring them over when it's when the the world when when the women's World Cup is over, absolutely. I I hope the NWSL is taking advantage of what they're saying. Go ahead. They pointed out on the on the on the Fox broadcast that every single player on the women's national team plays in the domestic NWSL league. Mm-hmm. How many Seattle Sounders were in the World Cup last time around? <clears throat> uh, Panama. Yep. Svensson. Yep. N- Nico was not. No. Oh, he didn't even make the team. Correct. Ooh. And then count Rui Diaz if you want to for Peru. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. How many rain players are in the World Cup? All of them, eight. Eight is correct. Sorry, I don't have a bell to ring. Like I, here, here's here's bing, my bing, thing. Bing. I got a shame bell over there somewhere. I, oh, there it is. I occasionally come in studio a little salty about things, and I'm particular salt. And so high sodium content. So <laughs> alert, <laughs> alert. This is, this is this is just me being. And frankly, I'm I'm a Johnny come lately to to the rain. I went to a few rain matches before, but like, 
the U.S. men's national team is not enjoyable to watch. No. no. And has not been enjoyable to watch for, for a, a long while. time. I'm not confident that Bearhalter has uh, the plan or the personnel to do what he wants to do. Does he even make it to World Cup qualifying at this point? I'm sorry. I'm not just imagining a bear wearing a halter right now. <laughs> <laughs> bear the, the last men's national team game I really, in, I, I really remember enjoying watching was, uh, uh, well, there was uh, Trace yeah. Acero. Uh, Panama where, Doyle's uh, at watching yeah, when when I was, was on fun. the table was like fun. we're going to the World Cup <laughs> and then uh, did I know you then we were together were we <laughs> we weren't a couple oh the men's World Cup yeah yeah that was, was I was World thinking Cup. five years ago this not last year sorry qualifying. sorry this sorry, is when we sorry. thought like we're going to the World Cup clap your hands we're going. we have it on tape and Man. then and then homie just sorry, like dude. hey 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 put drunk. the brakes on that I'm like oh okay yeah the point I just want to make is that like. I am deeply frustrated with the state of the men's national team and increasingly frustrated with the state of Seattle Sounders. And I'm feeling very exuberant about the you state be a Mariners fan. of the women's that shit of the women's national team. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm feeling pretty good about rain FC right now. Yeah. And you bring up the Mariners. Like I, I loved baseball growing up. Like I played baseball, collected baseball cards. You can give me Mariners tickets right now. And I'm feeling like that's where I'm about with the U S national team as well. Yeah, there was a there was a a friend of mine said that he had some Mariners tickets on his front seat, and someone bashed in his window and left two more. <laughs> <laughs> I saw oh. that coming a mile away. Still, I did. Yeah. I, I I was like, wait a minute. He, he was like, my first thought was, he's just not even gonna touch him. No, he left two more. <laughs> but no, I'm, I, and it's funny because like you know you watch soccer. You watch it all at all these different levels and all these different leagues across the world. There are some leagues that are tough to watch just collectively. Then there are some leagues that you're like, man, this is exciting. You know, it's it's fun to watch. The Eredivisie. Yeah, but then you look at the men's national team, and, and you just look at the state of U.S. soccer. It ain't. It, 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 there's no middle ground. There's no shoot. You're there's fine. no like middle. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll watch this whenever I want. It's the women's team. Awesome. This is fantastic. Then the men's team. Get them a hell. <laughs> get them the hell away from me. Like it's go rough. play in Grenada. If just, there was some consistency and it just looked like okay, I see what they're doing. Yeah, but it doesn't look like there's any. It doesn't look like there's anybody yet putting together a plan. I well, there's, there's good development options, right? The 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 U17s, U, U20s, uh, all of those youth development teams are are looking. But, we, but we've but we've done this but they're before. looking good. Yeah. But what I'm saying, okay. But Go I'm ahead. just saying Go that ahead. we've we we we've we we've, we've we've killed it from the U13s to the U20s yep. for about 15 years. Mm-hmm. And then for some reason, once they get up to the, you know, once they get to the men's national team, it's just like, I don't know what to do with my hands. May I tie this together, actually, please? Yeah, yeah. So, essentially, we've stagnated where the U-20s basically make it to the quarterfinals and then get booted. They don't advance in the to the Olympics and have advanced to the Olympics. Caleb there's, Porter. There's a hiccup in American soccer development where we can compete at the world-class level from, like you're saying, birth to 17. <clears throat> and then there's something about the American soccer pipeline where our kids or our players from 20 to 23 don't develop. And it's the men's team. And it's, well, and, and, and it's and, back and, to that lost generation from like 10 episodes ago. But, but that's like... 
the the lot the one lost generation. Well, it's not a lost generation. It's every single generation. Well, no, I'm I'm going to point to the to uh-huh. our agenda right now yeah, yeah. and talk about how the performance of the defiance mm-hmm. is actually demonstrative of the issue that we're talking about. And so the purpose of defiance is to give kids who are out of the academy who are in that 15 to 20 year old band a place to play professionally. And so my frustrations about defiance performance are actually like driven by the fact that the, uh, the sounders are doing the right thing. They're giving these kids pro minutes because without the defiance being here, these kids wouldn't be playing pro minutes. And so like, I'm asking for both and with the defiance, right? Like I, I want, we're doing the right thing, giving, giving lots and lots of minutes to young men so they can develop, but the results are ass. So the thing for me is that the, the, the kind of the state of defiance, like you were saying is uh, uh, like you were saying, Nate, the, 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 the kids are coming up and they're making uh, they're, they're playing professional matches, but I have a really hard time. And this is where my brain starts like spinning around a lot of kind of different issues around the state of defiance. I'm a citizen of Tacoma and I want these kids to do well. I want the defiance to be a quality team and the front office is very satisfied with them being a developmental team. I'm sure that they want the defiance to win games, but it's not the most important thing and it doesn't seem to be incredibly important uh i have questions about the defiance roster and whether we have slots that could be filled with other kids that are that that may i don't know i don't know what that looks like right and every time i talk about defiance results somebody jumps up and talks about the purpose team is development right and development and winning are mutually exclusive i like the Red Bulls too won the USL title mm-hmm. while developing Tyler Adams. And I got to tell you, like on Twitter today, like I don't always agree with like Mike Pacific, right? But he said that Timbers uh, Timbers two was a developmental league, and they were treated just like uh, the the Defiance are now by the front office until Timbers Army started like shouting about it. Well, here, here's the thing for me, I, I, but I, we don't have that now. I'm not asking for the Defiance to go out and be world beaters but they have a negative 30 goal differential right. and the next worst goal differential in the Western conference is nine. Mm-hmm. So their goal differential is 21 goals worse than their nearest competitor. Mm-hmm. Like that's like we are ass and trash. It's really bad. Uh, <laughs> the, yeah, team, no. the team is not well. And, and I love this team and I love everybody on it with some, some more than others. Yeah. <laughs> as my friend Nate likes to say, but it's, it's, it's difficult to watch. It's painful to watch. And it's even harder sometimes. Um, so points of order. Sorry, go ahead. Well, just a, a point I made last night is that like the, the environment that existed at Cheney mm-hmm. is possible. Oh, yeah. Is possible a lot more often if three things exist. If one, ECS and the Rainiers figure, mm-hmm. figure their spat out. And like it's an unspoken spat, but it's definitely a spat. Uh, two, if the Defiance are a competitive team, not asking you to win the championship, not asking you to just asking you to be competitive. Just mm-hmm. care. You can't expect folks to. You can't expect. You cannot expect to build a soccer culture or to develop players by losing five to nothing every game. And then the third thing is, uh, we can have the environment every game if dudes care about winning soccer. And, and so that's something that we can't change. I mean, we can help change. But those conversations all, <laughs> all like, intersect. All intersect. Yep. Right. And yep. so the, the the citizens of Tacoma are being asked to fund a soccer specific stadium. Mm-hmm. And like at some point, you have to have a conversation about okay, so are we actually yeah, building a stadium? That'll that'll be interesting. Are we it? actually going to build a stadium? so that the tenant halftime can lose every match five to nothing, four to nothing. Like that's the ask Tacoma citizens are going to be asked to make. And like, that's wild. And I, I know for sure that the Rainier's ownership group has, uh, has some, some issues with roster construction. Um, and they are managing the, the, the 
<laughs> we talked we talked previously about how it's a, uh, a, a, a there's there's a mom and a dad basically it's a split it's a, it's a cooperative agreement. Mm-hmm. The the team not being competitive is not the fault of the Rainiers, Mm-mm. but the stadium being not filled is being blamed on the Rainiers because mm-hmm. they don't get soccer. And like I, I do not get that argument I've at talked, all. I have talked to Aaron Artman on my podcast twice. I've talked to Aaron Artman personally mm-hmm. plenty of times. He You've gets, talked to Predmore. He gets soccer. Predmore gets soccer. Casey gets soccer. Like mm-hmm. I, it's there, there, there's there's I have okay. I'm I'm going to shut up because it's your show. But but I, seriously, yeah. I watched Topiao last night streak down the field uh-huh. and almost beat Clark and score. Uh-huh. And I watched Sounders fans scream for Hopiao, mm-hmm. and those same Sounders fans won't show up to watch Hopiao. In a defiance jersey. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'll, I'll say this just hmm. just in terms of just the fact that you know growth when teams because you mentioned Timbers two, Timbers two, essentially everybody who has a some some type of a developmental team that's linked with the big club. For everything that I've seen this year, whether it be at home on the road, those teams every single week and every single game. They're putting their best out there, whether it is, you know, whether you, they've got guys on, you know, on, you know, tournaments, international tournaments, international duty. They're putting their best guys out there. I don't know if the Defiance are doing that. I have difficulty. Um, I have difficulty blaming uh, anything having to do with Defiance performance on the Rainier's organization when we're not filling rosters and when if we're supposed to be developing these kids and we're we're stealing from the main team to fill out uh, what's going on upstairs in the front office for the Sounders when we still have four empty roster slots for the for the first team and maybe five if you count Chad Marshall Right. I, I just don't get it. None of this I get. None of this makes sense. And none of this really it, it, it really points to we're making a lot of business decisions and we're not making a whole lot of really good soccer decisions. I'm just going to say I want a core of five, five kids mm-hmm. that get to play, you know, defiance minutes. And then consistently I want bees on yep. i want i want journeyman like estrada mm-hmm. i want the guys that can in a pinch step up for s1 but mm-hmm. for the most part are the are the the international duty call-ups the guys that get not call-ups but the guys that get to play during international duty because your your peruvian national team really needs their players and and nico ladero's gone for uruguay and when we're down eight nine ten players we have veterans that can at least you know keep keep things floating so how much of these issues having to do with uh, with Defiance roster construction, Sounders roster construction, depth depth problems around that journeyman problem, the the guys that are really good, fantastic, and aren't on their national team uh, and aren't on international duty, uh, uh, performing performing in these in these uh, these pro am competitions, right? Um, what how much of that problem uh, feeds into the performance of the Sounders at the actual U.S. Open Cup? Uh, last night, are we and talking, how are we talking? Are we, so we're talking this, about the two one loss to the Timbers. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, let's look at let's look at Portland mm-hmm. and let's look at the 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 LA Galaxy teams of the past, the ones that had a lot of great players mm-hmm. that were just not getting called up so they could play throughout the year in these tournaments. Portland, they had a couple of call ups, but they were insignificant players. They right? had two first team international call ups and mm-hmm. two U twenty threes. 
So, but hey, they 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 had all their DPS, right? And those are the ones that were, you know, making work with us. Brian mm-hmm. Brian Fernandez, and and I wrote it in in my game recap last night. That's that's a guy who's going to be a problem in the league this year because it's simple, yet it's effective. He's going to stay on you in the back, mm-hmm. and if you aren't careful, which well, guess what happened? Seattle wasn't careful. Mm-hmm. He took advantage of it. Are you talking about uh, pulling Bruin down by the shoulders? No, oh. oh, that was Chara. Wasn't oh, okay. By the oh, way, you're right. How did yep. Diego Chara emerge from that game with no yellow card? <laughs> no, like <laughs> holy hell! I mean, Bruin got a card for descent. Yeah, dude, that so, pissed so Chara, me off. Chara, Ronnie Lott tackled Bruin, and then Bruin pops up and goes, what the shit, and then gets carded, and Chara's just like, I, you know what? Sorry, bro. The, the, <laughs> we have a new furry Ricardo Salazar. I, and I know that and, the red card wedding wasn't terrible. I mean, it, it wasn't anything compared to the red card wedding, but I'm looking at this, and I'm just like, and somebody in the press box was saying, U.S. Open Cup refs. It's, this it's, is how just, they work. And I was just, just like, it's just they're bad. Ew. It's universal. <laughs> Can I just also talk about some indicators that I see really fast? Please. So Grant Wall released his ambition rankings, mm. and Portland ranked ahead of Seattle ambition mm-hmm. rankings. Mm-hmm. And I think that actually is demonstrative of what we're seeing on the field. Oh, yeah. So Portland came into Cheney and beats Seattle in the Open Cup. Uh, Portland, what, beat us away in the playoffs last year, mm-hmm. and then. PKs. Tied us, tied us in Seattle, mm-hmm. and then beat us on PKs, mm-hmm. and then Portland won for the first time ever in CenturyLink mm-hmm. in the regular season last season as well. Mm-hmm. And so our run of games against Portland is uh, pretty terrible. Yeah, and Portland yep. is on a roll right now, mm-hmm. and now they're going to be in Providence Park for essentially the rest oh, of the God. season at this point. Like all but maybe two or three games. Yeah. But they're still below the red line. Uh, I think they're probably dead last. Oh, that won't. Or second to last that place won't. right now. Yeah, that that's won't. not going to last. That's not going to last. But that's just one of those things where you know, are they going to be able to keep the thing moving, play must-win games the rest of their season without any hiccups, without any injuries, just like L.A. They're going to be like LAFC. us a couple years ago. It can be done. Yeah. I'm not saying it right. can't, but that was very uh, that was very uncharacteristic and unlikely. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, and I wrote a column that's coming out uh, on Friday in the News Tribune about the four-game losing streak. And you know, you start off your top three in the e, or in the West. Essentially, it was LAFC, LA Galaxy, and the Seattle Sounders. It was them and everybody else. Mm-hmm. Well, while LAFC, LAFC is just pretty much pulled away from everybody. LA Galaxy are still kind of there, but Seattle's still in third. But the thing about this is, and what should, if I'm a Sounders fan, I should feel a little uneasy, especially after uh, the U.S. Open Cup. Everybody else isn't far behind, mm-hmm. and everybody else is starting to catch a little steam. I think like the difference between third place and sixth place is five points. Like, if so, let's. So here's here's the thing: is there's a coalescing storm, right? Uh, the Defiance are mm-hmm. the future and in last place. The Sounders are on a four game losing streak, mm-hmm. and we're just booted out of the Open Cup. Mm-hmm. And it looks like there's no moves coming in the wind. So what, I, what I've said all season is, is that the Seattle well, Sounders. Well, hinted that there are moves coming in the summer window. Uh, but What I've said all season is that the Sounders, yeah. everybody's here and everybody's healthy, are between the third and fifth best team in the league. Mm-hmm. But the problem is not everybody's here and not everybody's healthy. Yep. And honestly, at no point this year is it likely that everybody's going to be here and, and everybody's, everybody's going to be, gonna be healthy. healthy. And so we are basically set up to be between the third and fifth best team in the league. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I, I would agree. Uh, I, I do know that. In talking with some of the Sounders 
front office, their strategy has been kind of what are we what are we doing? Maybe the transfer window ahead. Yeah. Like they're looking, which I totally get. You got it. But at the same time, if everybody is starting to move up a little bit and you're kind of maintaining, which isn't bad, but at the same time, it ain't great. You got to make some moves. You got to. And, and with those four player spots open, I don't want to say you, you bring your four best players from Defiance up and just keep them there because there's no sense in jumping back and forth. They're already on the roster. Yeah, but I'm just saying I'm 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 saying that you just they are what's holding everything but they're, they're, they're yeah. But to Tim's point though, there's no stability with Defiance, right? There's not there's not a core because the players have been going playing U17, mm-hmm. U12, yeah. U4, yep. U32. There is no core. There's U- no U- U- five. Right. U- oh. <laughs> nice. U20. No, there is U23, but they're not. Prime. They're not associated with the Sounders anymore, right? But it, it, there's, I guess my, th- I guess what I would like to see. Maybe you guys can disagree with this. Just fill those roster spots, or just whoever is whoever you think is worthy enough to wear a Sounders first team jersey, you put them there and you keep them there, mm-hmm. and just cut your losses with defiance for this season, and then you put together a plan. Well, that's why they've they've painted themselves a catch twenty two, right? There it is. Because you have the, you have those four slots, and you don't have the depth that you could have if you filled those with some good journeyman slots. You're constantly borrowing from the defiance. They can't get the core. They can't get the training, and they're stuck not pulling those journeyman kids. They're stuck pulling those journeyman kids up, and they're. St- not giving them permanent slots because if they don't do that, then it's just a bunch of fourteen-year-old kids dinking the fucking ball around. The problem, the problem is, is when <laughs> when the summer tournaments come, yeah, the guys go and all they end up doing is just bringing up academy yeah. kids, and yeah. that's now you're just diluting the talent. Can we actually more. pivot to like lessons learned from last night? Because yeah. I actually learned some lessons last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, lesson number one: Leva, thumb up, mm-hmm. rolled on. Thumb down. Yes. And if the Al question Shula. is yeah. the question is ever Leva or Roldan <laughs> getting playing time, the answer is Leva, Leva. not Roldan. Yep. Okay. He's um, on his way up. He could take a shot to the face though. <laughs> oh man. I don't know. He just got cleats in the face, and I don't know. Yeah. No, no cards were issued that day. I have the same thought about <laughs> uh, Wingo versus Bawana. That one, I'm I'm not as uh, that one is not as binary for me. I, I Wingo showed me more in mm-hmm. his limited minutes last match yep. than Bawana showed me in all his minutes this season. Mm-hmm. Okay, Wingo, had, he, he's he's the the flat track bully without being a bully. He right. can fly, and he he's he really had fast. two or three crosses on the ground. Holy shit! And dude. if if Brune was maybe a couple extra inches past his man, probably would have redirected a goal in. But he is kind of kind of loose and raw. Well, so here's my issue with with Roldan is about a lack of precision in passing mm-hmm. and how many turnovers he creates that are like. I'm again. I'm not a pro soccer player, but like these aren't like rocket science passes. No. Uh, and and then ball possession. He forced off the ball. My issue with Bawana is is that Bawana is uh, supposedly playing as a winger and is not as lethal in the like he presents no threat in the attack consistently in the way that Wingo did in his minutes. And he's also not that great get back getting back for defense. But, but he's, I don't. I'm not looking at Bawana saying that. That's not my complaint about him. My complaint is, about, is about, as an, as, sorry, is about, as an attacker. But if you can't do either, there you go. Bawana is really good at beating that first guy, but 
when he either he beats the guy and either pushes it a little too far or he tries yeah. to beat him again or tries to beat the second guy. My rule his I mean, speed is, my, is his shine. My rule is yeah. shake him and then get rid of the ball. Shake him fake. Don't hold <laughs> it. Don't try to juke another guy because you're going to lose it or you're going to spend too much time staring at the ball and then you get traffic and now you're overly concerned with I have a th- maintaining possession. I have a third lesson. Mm. I used to say about Campbell, I have questions. You no longer have questions. I don't have questions anymore, fam. <laughs> like, my, I, I, n- nice guy. Yeah. Uh, met him at YachtCon. Um, has a nice beard. Good pomade. Mm-hmm. But like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so somebody was telling me that um, I didn't. I didn't really see it that closely. But uh, when the when when the goal went in past him, he pretended it was a foul, and that's why he missed it. I I don't Which care. One, the first one or oh. the second one? <laughs> <laughs> so the first one. The first one, uh, what we talked about before, you know, uh, knew who was a little slow, just kind of jogging mm-hmm. back. In a perfect world, everybody just hustled. You let let the defender defend. You just get behind him and support. Well, he was slow to re- recover, and then Campbell got beat inside. And when when you get let a guy cut back, he has a whole goal to shoot at. And you know, Meredith didn't really stand much of a chance. Two 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 things that that. Um, I, I observed, and I thought it was kind of funny last night. Uh, one, Danny Leva, his composure with the ball in the midfield yes. against arguably, you know, maybe his toughest opponent all season. Yes. And he was more composed with the ball than guys that have been playing in this league mm-hmm. for three to four seasons. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, yeah, I want to see that kid – Stay a sounder mm-hmm. for like if I'm a Sounders fan, I mm-hmm. yeah no I absolutely love that. Uh, also, uh, knew who I don't know if it was the free kick or the penalty, but he was kind of standing by the ball. It was kind of it was in the first half, and it was on the far side of the field, and he's kind of standing by Victor Rodriguez and like he Victor was trying kinda, to, <laughs> like he wanted to take it. <laughs> yeah, like Victor had kind of like shoo him off, and knew who just kind of like jog sadly jogs off. And I don't know if you guys saw that, but that was like one of those things. I was like. Knew who wants that, that knew who <laughs> wanted to go full J.R. Smith last night so bad. Can I add also another lesson I learned is that Victor Rodriguez is a good complimentary player, but if he's the centerpiece of the attack, we're gonna lose that match. <sighs> Especially if he's so, taking a penalty. He no. had so, oh, shut up. Wow. That, that's tough. Wow. I mean shit wow. happens. Well, let me let me let me let me get in here real quick. Like Victor Rodriguez, I think you have a point. Like he is not gonna be the centerpiece of the attack because he's trying to do those finishes from twenty five yards back. And sometimes it works out, but not usually. But if he's taking a ball off his chest and doing a bicycle kick that miraculously bounces off a player and then has enough spin to carry him off the ground into the goal past the keeper. That shit was amazing. That was absolutely amazing. But we do have a player that can now take free kicks, but Fernandez was in the wall, wasn't he? So that's still a player hitting the wall. (laughs) It went in. But what's wrong with my take? There's, There's no bicycle kick. That was it a wasn't free a bike. It was a. It was no. I, I'm talking about. I'm talking about an earlier shot that didn't quite make it. That didn't go in. And I was blending the two things. But he, what he, what he does is he, he, he takes balls and he tries to make something out of them, but from the wrong position. Can he I also, wants to be. He wants to be that playmaking forward. Also, he has not figured out officiating in MLS yet. Yeah. He keeps going down with contact, expecting to get the call, mm-hmm. and he's never going to get that call. Mm-mm. Never, and ever. I think it's interesting to look at him 
and then Blanco as analogs. Mm-hmm. Blanco has figured out mm. MLS refereeing, and Blanco gets back up. He, and USL refereeing. Blanco deals with the physicality of the league better. Like Rodriguez just does not deal with the physicality of this league at all. Yes, yes, yes. Soft. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, okay. What what do we want to say? Uh, we saw him bury a penalty, a beautiful penalty. What is it uh, in uh, Canada? Canada mm-hmm. just roofed it. That was that was awesome. And then I was thinking, well, you put that one back, and no one's going to get that. But he shot high again. If a man puts a penalty off a crossbar, I ain't mad because that no. means they're going for the corner. Well, that shit's it, happen- well, it happens. He the way he because when keeper he was read talk- it. Yeah, he put way too much into that. He put way. T- are, are we talking about the Rodriguez PK? Yeah, yeah he put way Sorry, too much into that. I, th- I think are we talking about that? Was there another PK? Oh, uh, in uh, in Canada there was. Oh, one, okay, but gotcha. He's talking about last night. Yeah, right? I was talking yeah, about last night. night. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I I thought he put way too much on it because I, I feel like if if he goes either way, it's going in like Clark was trying to give us the game. Yeah. What a fucking buffoon! I'm sorry, I'm cursing. What a fucking buffoon! <laughs> I mean, uh, let's let's silver lining. We still had chances to win that game. Yep. As yep. bad as we were, Clark made we were what, six saves in, in, that in the last five minutes of the game. <laughs> he, I'm like, my so God. three minutes in, he gave the ball to Bruin, and Bruin almost got a goal. After, so after after the game, and, and I've showed you guys the video. Coach Schmetzer, he's talking, you know, to the media, and I think the fact that one, if you if you if if you go back, Kansas City, you had the first half from hell, but you lose by one. Go to Dallas, give up two own goals. If I mean, hell, it should be one nothing. You win. Then you go to Montreal, and you give up two goals in with the last sixteen minutes of game time. Here, you have a chance, multiple chances, to go two two. Go, I mean, in hell, at that point, all the momentum's on your side. You don't. Schmetzer was pissed. Like it, because he knew how close they were. Even even the fact that you don't have essentially you're playing your bench and your first team for defiance. Like you almost won. Yeah, that's that's the one. As much as I want to complain, like yeah. we we had chances. Yeah, ship hit a ball in traffic around everybody. That I don't know how Clark got to it or saw it, but he was. Oh man, from my vantage point, it, it was it was bending in, and that was beautiful. And I'm like, oh man, it's kind of like you know how you watch a hockey game, and you see a goalie kind of stand on his head, you know, for you know for a certain amount of time, you know, in, into whether regulation or overtime or whatever. It's like if he is out there another five minutes, one is eventually gonna get by him. <laughs> and, and so, like, if I'm a Sounders fan, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm encouraged. But 2017, yeah, I think that we've been salty about this. I want to highlight one more kind of bright spot that I saw out there. Uh, Will Bruin is a <sighs> good forward with a limited amount of time left in his career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Justin Dillon for the Defiance has five goals on the season. He's And is lethal in the air. He's 23, so mm-hmm. he's older than most of the players. He's are. from the Galaxy Academy, right? And he right. just got here. And he just got here. <laughs> and so, no, no, so here we go. At the beginning of the season, I was saying... Eight seconds? No. Did he get a goal in the yeah, eight seconds? seconds. That's At the beginning of the fam. season, I was like, <laughs> we need a... Estrada, Nagel, like 
attacking mm-hmm. presence up front mm-hmm. and we found that presence mm-hmm. i would like to see if we are in the open if, if, if that game is played a year from now under the exact same circumstance everything else i think that dylan is playing and not brewing mm-hmm. and that's a good sign mm-hmm. that's a sign that actually what's happening at defiance is working that we are identifying players it it is working and the the saddest part is it's like being a parent and your kid is struggling to tie his shoes or struggling to ride his bike. You gotta let him freaking fall well, I, and figure it out. And it is the hardest thing to I, do is watch. I guess, but uh, but it is hard to watch. And we're paying to watch it. And, but anyway, back, backing up U- US to- US Open Cup. Huh? Back to the US Open Cup? Back to the US Open Cup. Dylan was was really good. Oh, the the hard part is that that we would have the freedom to do that kind of thing if we would just- fill the defiance roster with anybody like what do we have do we have like a complete drought of qualified players for this team no this is a fair point because they have very few players under contract and they play academy kids up That's right a fair point. like why can't we do this why can't we do this is it just the money? on a budget is it I, I, is that I, it? Because I'm we're wondering. not paying it's not we're not paying these kids a hell of a lot of money no but I'm wondering in no way Part like, of the ambition. And there's thing. another question I have is is whether the coaching at Defiance is being hamstrung somehow by the front office as well. Like they're forcing them to play the four two three one because X Y Z. Well, that's so. There's a there's a there's a commitment to development, and they're playing the system. Mm-hmm. Here's okay. There's somebody on the internet right now who was like, "You have to understand this team's about development." I wonder who that is. I just want to say this very calmly. I've lived in Tacoma all my life and have watched minor league sports in Tacoma all mm-hmm. my life. Mm-hmm. I understand how minor league teams work and how yep. development works. Yeah, thank you. So the Defiance are committed to playing the Sounders system, which is the 4 one and they don't have the roster to compete with the 4 one And so you have two options. Option one is you don't play the system, right? Option two is you get the players to play in the system. But there's get, no get, middle ground. Get the you right players to, to play that system you or get the play right a players. system to fit the players. So so if, if, if you're playing to develop and, <clears> you're, <throat> and you have field to the system, then field a roster that play that, that, that can play that system. If you're not going to play the system and you're going to just play to win games, then you're right. That's not what the team is for. So if, you're, if, if the purpose of the team is to develop players for the system, then get the players for the system. Two things, unfortunately, and they are both Ozzy Alonso. The grit, the tenacity, mm-hmm. the one that's going to kick somebody's ass, Ozzy Alonso. <clears throat> and the four two three one defensively, that's Ozzy Alonso too. So are we still using the four two three one, even though we don't have that guy anymore? But I, that, that we're talking about that's last one night's thing game. About, that's one thing about Ozzy. He never played for the he never played for the Cuban national team again. Yeah, that was the saddest part. Well, but the, we, we I don't do, know what's sadder. He didn't play for Cuba or I mean, USA. It's good, for or us the, it's good for us on the roster. We are playing the four two three one when we have everybody here because we play with Roldan and with Svensson in the defensive <clears throat> pairing. So I'm, I have a hot take uh, that's pretty. You know, if you're not willing to come down and watch the Defiance be miserable, you really shouldn't have an opinion as to whether it's acceptable that they lose every week. Just stop. <laughs> Just stop. I'm not going to stop. You're, you're recycling my my. If oh, you're bullshit. not going to love us when we lose for nothing, that's not then what you I don't said. Get to love us that's, when we lose. No, four it's three. different. <laughs> That's a, that's like, a different take altogether. Also, I, I I get you know whole or, or just just have some type of investment. Like yeah. that's that's I, I feel like that's all some people need because we're all seeing it every. I feel like after every game, we need to connect 
to the community and his team and yeah. we need them on the show so if we keep pooping all over them i'm not pooping on the community i'm saying your opinion's not valid tim wasn't saying you were pooping <coughs> on the community Steven. yes he was no he wasn't tacoma rainiers what about him professional players go down to tacoma rainiers mm-hmm. to uh get a rehab start or recondition something. they're all pros yep. that and they want no absolutely we, we defiance is not a triple A full of pros. We we're more of like a single A playing triple A teams. Well, yeah, it, we're like the Reno Aces. I'll add that the Rainiers are thirty two and thirty four, so they're playing four. <laughs> they're playing four eighty five ball, and so basically you get a win every other game. We get like a goal every other game. That's the difference. That's yeah. why nobody wants with the Rainiers. Yeah, yeah. Our goal is a, to score a goal every other so, game. All right. Okay, so well, I may cut that bit, but it, here here's my question. So. You don't want to get vets, or it, it may be a struggle to get veteran players to say, hey, come play USL. Do you, and you can cut this, I don't give no, a No, go for it. Um, but do you go maybe the Trey Muse route where you try and get that kid before he's drafted, or you get those kids that could be, you know, maybe a second round pick, and you can maybe kind of maybe entice them into... What is Trey Muse learning right now from having the worst goals against average in North America? How to pick the ball out of the net? Yeah, I guess what with, I guess what grace. I'm saying. Yeah, I guess what I'm saying is, do we do you go get those younger kids to maybe try and build a core? Why not sign some youth DPS like these? You know, if you can find a kid that is just blowing the, and take a chance. But I'm I'm wondering if it is about money. That's that's my question. Well, if it is about money, then about money. you no, th- then, yeah, then you may then you may go. I hate saying the cheaper route, but what are you gonna get? Some veteran who's well, been around, or I, some kid who wants to make some money. And the, the, pro- the problems that the Defiance have, and the problems that the Sounders senior roster have, are intertwined problems. Yep. And there's deep flaws with the roster construction at the senior level, and there's a lack of commitment to having an actual like viable team at the USL level. And the result is you have a team on a four game losing streak and a team in last place. Yep. I couldn't have said any better. Is there anything else to talk about with the U S open cup match? We didn't really break it down play by play. Uh, we were all there. I, I would just say that what happened at Cheney last night was a great advertisement for Sounders soccer. Uh, for the Sounders fan experience for the Cascadia rivalry. ECS was amazing last night. They, did not stop. They got One to pop moment. smoke. It was 90 degrees. Yep. They had a great time. They drank beer. They supported. They sang. They made a great atmosphere th- for the rest of us. My only problem was we were right behind sound waves. So every time a song started, uh, you know, and something good happened, sound wave kind of blared over it. I'll say this. I'd like to see one game at Cheney for the Sounders each year because that the community be cool. came out. And the community... <clears throat> Concacaf Champions League when you can't get five thousand people to fill yep. CenturyLink. Yep. Well, that requires you to get into Champions League, and we're not. No, great point. Great point. How do we get into Champions League by Fucking winning the Open, Open Cup. Cup and raising trophies? I don't know what other qualifications are this year. I think some things have changed a little bit, where you just have to win your division. Yeah, you got to win the Open Cup, and the, or you have to win your conference, or you have to win the Shield, or yep, you know, yep, which means you've won something. So it's not like UEFA Champions League where like certain amount of teams or like you finish it's, top yeah, shield, it's, US it's Open been, Cup. Oh, because it's two conferences. MLS yeah, which, 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 yeah. Makes which, which makes sense. Which and then the tiebreakers yeah. are weird things where like if if the if Toronto won the Shield and the Canadian Champions oh. League, they already have a berth. 
Yeah, they're the Canadian. So they know, defer their birth. Canadian yeah. can't. Canadian teams cannot get into the you know, U.S. Open Cup if if CCO that with res- our if that result goes differently. Last night we're all talking about how it was a good night for soccer in Tacoma and a good night for the Sounders in Tacoma. It was, it was a great night for soccer yeah. in Tacoma. And then Open Cup <clears throat> and the Champions League should be in Cheney from now on. And then in the yet to be named, I'm going to call it the Rain Stadium because the Rain does actually deserve the stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, next year. Or next from here forward. Oh, that's a good question. Will Will Cheney still do the conversion from time to time in the in a in a situation where we have a soccer specific stadium on the same campus? No. Why would you ever convert? I don't, no. I don't no. know. I don't no. know. No. Where are they putting that sucker anyway? Uh, like Heidelberg Park, lot. where the baseball fields are. Yeah. I would not hate that. Yeah. That yeah. would be fantastic. Right across from the the Fred Martyr. Uh that that could be a fun. Somebody needs to open a bar in that complex. They would make I'm sure a there's a Baskin dollars. Robbins that is <laughs> defunct in that. Like, I would look going on that with you when you come back. With all that oil Let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> MBS is going to be his best friend. Yeah, we're going to be watching all kinds of... We're not going to... Nobody's going to be watching um, uh, uh, Men's World Cup, hopefully next year. Um, not next year, but in, in three years in Qatar. I'm actually obligated to hate Qatar now, mm-hmm. like for nationalistic reasons, like because the 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 Emiratis you, and the, the Qataris. Emiratis hate the Qataris. Yeah, wow, I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. It's well, pro- it probably has to do with a lot of the uh, the the stealing of uh, like FIFA things and and rebroadcasting. Well, it's it's just Kentuckians hate Tennesseans. Like it's just, it, it is what it is, right? Hatfield McCoy. I I just hate the fact that Qatar is just going to completely. Fuck up the entire college bowl season. <laughs> My, the whole, I'm the sorry. Whole World Cup is is bizarre. Like I don't, I don't get it. You know, every World Cup, like Brazil. I mean, how many? It's funny if you uh, watch any of the John Oliver specials or shows that yeah. he does. They they did one about the World Cup and like every World Cup stadium that that's in Brazil are oh, now like bird toilets. Yeah. Like how many of these stadiums are you building that? Never going to see. That's the case. Why? That's the case for America hosting the World Cup because the infrastructure is already there. Yeah, we're right? just going to play in football stadiums. Uh, well, the other thing I would say, by the way, Steve, we should stop recording this because we're just talking bullshit at this point. No, I'm not. No, done. I enjoy. I'm it. not done. I'm I not done. It. You finish, and then I'll talk about hotels. Uh, <laughs> well, so, we don't have any listener questions, so we can do a little bands at the one, end. One, one of the issues with expanding the field for the World Cup is is mm-hmm. that the Qataris lack the capacity to host like all the games with the expanded World Cup field and the Qataris lack good relations with their neighbors hmm. for their neighbors to host games and help them out. Wait huh. a minute. I thought that they Maybe weren't they doing it for slavery. 2020. I no, thought they were... So they were talking about doing it for 2022, right? Yeah, they, and they decided no. But they decided no because the Qataris lack capacity and right. the Emiratis, so, the Kuwaitis, and the people in Bahrain were like, nah, fam. And because they use slave labor check. and kill <laughs> they, they, no, they, Nepalese they to... Oh, UAs are okay. They kill Nepalese to build stadia. No, no, nobody's talking about that. What I'm saying is, is that the neighbors of Qatar were not willing to co-host the World Cup with Qatar because they have beef with Qatar. So is this? So 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 was 2022 going to be as fucked up as 78 in Argentina? Uh, I think 2022 is going to be a global shit show, but okay. that's a whole other problem that I, has nothing to do with soccer. Gotcha. I've got a solution that no one is talking about. Tell me more. Tell me more. If you just <laughs> park a shit ton of Carnival Cruise Lines on the coast. This is not the worst idea, by the way. You've got your floating hotels. Boom. You, nobody dies. Well, Greece. Uh, except Greece, for. Sorry. When I'm they saying can make that Chinese fake islands out of all the plastic oh that China's sending back 
We'll talk about that. When That's I say like floating in the Qatar Pacific, it's not about lacking capacity hotel wise. It's literally like they've built stadiums for X. And if you add additional games, there's no stadium space. It's not about hotel capacity. Oh, that's like why they can't do the four the well, I still, expansion. I still think. I mean, if you should just park a bunch of, of uh, Carnival Cruise Lines that that can sleep like a thousand people. Well, uh, I believe it. I don't know if it was China, you dead or, Pelican barges, or it was China or the London games, but like Pelican barges, put the barges together, boom, soccer stadium, <laughs> yeah, like floating, like the United States. It was like three countries, like United States, Germany. I forgot who else, but they all basically like rented like. Big ass Carnival Cruise Liners where their athletes stayed. So I, I, I feel like it could work. Ladies and gentlemen, except for when the poopers are backed up. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Some some captain runs it into a a, a sandbar. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we at the Flounders B team love each and every one of you. We love the Sounders. We love the Defiance. We love the rain. We love We Are Tacoma. We love all of these organizations. We love ECS. We love all of you supporters, and that's why we here at the Flounders B team tell the truth, because friends tell truths to each other. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Flounders B team podcast. I am Steve. I'm Tim Hilton. I'm Nate. I took Tim's phone, and I'm not mad about it. You shouldn't be. But I understand. <laughs> and you should definitely listen to and hey, read. Cam. Yeah, Andrew. And the News Tribune, and uh, yeah, my column will be out. Uh, so yeah, it will be out, and... Um, yeah. Saturday or, or I'm sorry, yeah. Friday? Uh, be out on Friday and Friday. Friday. Yeah. Tomorrow Friday. Basically, the, the story is the Sounders are pissed they've lost four in a row. And I'm sure you are too. Yeah. So, yeah, check out uh, uh, the News Tribune. We are not sponsors of the News Tri- Tribune, but we do definitely highly recommend that you support local media. You can listen to su- – get that thing away from my microphone. Thank you. You can listen to such podcasts as the Flounders B Team, which you're listening to right now. You can listen to the Nerd Farmer podcast. You can listen to Crossing Division, the Interchangeable Interchangeable White Lady podcast. You can listen to We Art Tacoma and many, many other podcasts that have all kinds of great things to do with the culture and environment and uh, society here in Tacoma, Washington. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Check us out at channel253.com forward slash membership. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with more fantastic Women's World Cup content. And uh, yeah, we're just going to talk about all kinds of cool stuff. So welcome back. It's been fantastic. I'm Steve. This is the Flounders B team. We're out of here. This is Channel 253.